Crawlers. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we want to wish you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever that may be, because it's our Christmas episode. We're just going to say it. It's our Christmas episode, our holidays episode. Hey, uh, Daniel, well, you... yes. happy Life Day. Thank oh, you. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> my goodness, you want to know what? I came prepared with dad jokes just for you. Oh, no. it's happy like Christmas. It's about. It is a Christmas yes. miracle. So <laughs> with that... Um, because it's the holidays, we kind of wanted to focus uh, on a special movie uh, that I particularly enjoy, and I'm sure the others enjoy as well. Everyone has, has heard various versions of A Christmas Carol. However, because it's our show, and this is what we like to do, we're going to focus on A Muppet's Christmas Carol, which oh, in yes. my opinion is the greatest <laughs> Christmas Carol movie ever. Yes. That is phenomenal. And yes. uh, just to kind of like refresh myself on it, I was watching it today with my kids. Here's here's a fun fact. Uh, my daughter, and I don't know how this happened because I'm a pretty good nerd dad, but my daughter uh-huh. hates the Muppets. She thinks they're annoying. She what? Stupid. <laughs> Whoa. She, I'm honestly shocked, but we are a different generation. She. This is also the same kid who watches other kids on YouTube do things in Minecraft and yell all the time. So yeah. I'm not going to attribute her with an overabundance of taste, but she does have some good. She has some good taste, but she doesn't like she, Muppets. She um, obviously suffers from a lack of vitamin Sesame Street. That yes. is absolutely true. But last year, I gave her my Christmas Carol, and the very next day, she wanted to see it again. Awesome. Uh, she, she actually loves a Muppet Christmas Carol. So that's that tells wonderful. you something. Oh, Hates good. Muppets, loves Muppet Christmas Carol. Hey, Matthew. Yo, Daniel. Why did the candle fall in love? I don't know. Why the candle fall in love? She found a perfect match. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Do we all have to laugh like, ho, 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 Wait, no. Muppet laughs. Ho, be our ho, guest, ho, be ho, our ho, guest. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I have like El- seven more. Elmo doesn't like that joke. <laughs> Elmo. Elmo doesn't like that one. That is okay. Pepe the King Prawn loved it. <laughs> hey, right. do you, hey, Daniel. Yes. Do you know what nationality Santa Claus is? He's mm. North Polish. Oh. 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 That's. Man. Come on. That wasn't yeah. that bad. Mine, mine, my next one is just as bad. Like Why a... did the orange lose the race? Hmm. Why did the orange lose the race? Yep. Uh, he peeled out. No, no. Um. Uh, hang on, hang on. What is it? About? Uh, he uh, failed at the squeeze play. No. <laughs> uh, he was juicing the whole time. Ew. No. <laughs> what? Well, that, ran, that's a. It ran out of juice. It ran oh. out of juice. I was so. Mm, I was close. I was close. All right. So, <laughs> the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, one of the greatest, my one of my favorite, and it is one of the greatest uh, versions, in my opinion, like I said, of The Christmas Carol. Uh, one of the things I really love about this film is the casting for Ebenezer Scrooge. Michael oh, that Keen. Muppet looked so lifelike. Matthew. It was <laughs> you incredible. Can't, you can't refer to Sir Michael Caine <laughs> as a Muppet. You Muppet. He did a, an amazing and fantastic job. I mean, and I think the reason I really like this one so much is because previously all the Muppet movies have been silly. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been goofy. The cameos have been in there. But when they casted Michael Caine for this character, they're like, hey, it's, it's supposed to be silly. Just have fun of it. And he's like, no, I'm going to act the bloody hell out of this. Yes. You know, and he sure. did. I mean, yeah, he true. really played Ebenezer. uh really well and and straight to the point i think honestly i think that the brilliance of the movie is because he plays it so straight i think that's why it's brilliant yeah it's because it actually works on on both levels you you watch the kids it is funny it's silly it is pre uh pepe the prawn it is time it is so i mean we don't have that which is sad i think it's a sad unfortunate event but at the same time because he plays it so straight, it has a heart that is 
ridiculous. It's just the 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 biggest, strongest emotional impact of any of Muppet movie. It just is. Yeah. In yeah. fact, the quote on hand that they have recorded on IMDb is that he, uh, Michael, Sir Michael Caine went to Brian Henson and said. I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role. And there are no puppets around me. And Henson replied with, yes, bang on. And like, they took it from there. And I think that that was, in fact, I'm trying to, I think this may have come out before Muppet Treasure Island. I think yes, it did. Yes. That. Yeah, Muppet Treasure Island came so. out after. Yeah, I think every Muppet movie since... Uh, that well, not every Muppet movie, but like the ones that are based on serious works of art, such mm-hmm. as Treasure Island. Um, I think they tried to recapture that to some degree, but they never did. And 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 what they did was great in all their other movies anyway. Muppets from Space is my favorite. Oh, but I love it. That I love that movie so much. I love but it. but like this film, they treated with some honest sincerity. Of course, there are some Muppet jokes mm-hmm. in there too, but. That you know, Michael Caine brings all that gravitas and all of his emotional infusion actually works. It's not dire, it's not grim in any way that is off-putting. Mm-hmm. It's exactly how it should be, and and the Muppets enhance the Scrooge experience. You know, I yeah. all, all joking aside, I have to say Michael Caine was my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was incredible. I mean, to watch him act in the first place, I mean. He, and 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 Josh, you've said this before. There's a there's two different kinds of actors. There's uh-huh. the uh, how do you classify them? Uh, there are actors and there are entertainers. Entertainers yeah. are always entertaining, but they're never really anybody else but themselves. Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn is one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Most of the time, Russell Crowe is one of these. Uh, Michael, you know, Michael Rapaport. <laughs> Michael who? Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is yeah. one of these. But actors can transform who they are. And Michael yeah. Caine is definitely one of those. When mm-hmm. he he slips on a character like another set of clothes, and he's yeah. that person. I didn't see Michael Caine. I was watching Ebenezer Scrooge. And everything that he did, you've got ridiculous. You've got talking mice, puppets, obviously, keeping yeah. books in his little cramped office. And while everything is absolutely ridiculous around him, that's Ebenezer Scrooge sitting there at his desk. Yeah. Never had a doubt in my mind. So he, when, you, when they say you bring a character to life, look at Sir Michael Caine because that's a masterclass on how to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and the, the thing that's amazing is you, you're right. When you're looking at him, you cannot tell that he's speaking to puppets. You know, the way he is acting, the way he is, uh, you know, speaking and addressing those individuals – and I'm, I'm sure there was some some slip ups and everything like that. That always happens in films, but you don't feel like it's not. You know, he's talking to a constructed figure. It actually acts and feels like he's talking to another individual. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Daniel, no. what this year is the 30th anniversary of A Muppet Christmas Carol? When was the first time you saw it? Uh, it, when it came out in theaters, so that's <gasps> when I fell in love. I don't think I even the saw the theaters. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I, and that's the other reason I really wanted to push for it, you know, because it is the 30th anniversary. It's a, a big one, but I really feel like it changed the way the Muppet movies were. You know, before they were kind of just silly and funny because you know the TV series was out and those were serious, goofy and funny. But this one kind of delivered a more serious version uh, of the Muppets. Yes, it still had that humor in it, but when we moved to Treasure Island, we got, you know, Tim Curry playing a very great um, pirate. I can't remember his name right now. It escapes me. Long John Mm -hmm. Silver. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, it was still fun. You know, and there was still some really inappropriate jokes that I didn't catch when I was younger. (laughs) But now, Miss Piggy... Saying hello to Long John. Um, <laughs> it it definitely changed things so that the kind of newer ones, I mean, it, it's like they grew up with us. You know, it, and so some of these older uh, other ones have been a lot better, in my opinion. 
You know what yeah. I think is really interesting? And uh, and I don't know. Uh, I think it was just a couple of years ago when I finally went and I saw um, I saw Christmas Carol uh, as a stage play. I saw the musical. Nice. And uh, I sat in the audience watching it and I had like this really weird galvanizing experience around it because I realized I knew somebody who was just like Scrooge. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a like this isn't really that far removed for me. And so I actually went to the source and I read the Dickens version. Um, And I don't know if you've ever read the Dickens version of A Christmas Carol, but that is a phenomenal piece of writing like it is so good uh it's surprising to me how fresh it feels knowing that charles dickens was a a a man who was paid by the word you know he he was a (laughs) he was a writer that was uh that was paid by word and so he tended to be rather wordy but that's actually a really really cool piece of writing and over the 100 200 years 150 175 years that we've had a copy of or we've had that piece of work it's been translated and moved into different um spheres so so many different times of course spirited just came out of the the version with will ferrell and ryan reynolds um it's also a musical and i would say that it's probably um it, it definitely is an adult version of this uh but as far as entertainment goes it rivals the um, the muppet christmas carol i'm not sure that it wins but it definitely rivals it but there's something about it that it's very it, that's very enticing to us what is it about the muppet christmas carol that first of all like represents the dickens classic so well second of all why do we why do we want to see this story over and over again oh, i mean for me I mean, it's it's an adult story, so it's something that I can still enjoy as adult an adult. But it also pulls at my heartstrings as a kid because of the Muppets. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Animal, you've got Gonzo and Rizzo telling the, the story, and and you've got Kermit and Miss Piggy showing up, and Bunsen and Beaker and Fozzie, and so it, I think it it kind of connects us to our childhood a little bit while still keeping us in the realm of being an adult. I think another level on which it works really well, this specific version is because the, the Muppets are physical, right? Like they, they are practical mm-hmm. effects for the most part. They, they are physically in the world with, with uh, Scrooge and um, they can do and be things that normal humans can't do or be. I think that yeah. really helps, especially with the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, future. Um, it, it adds believability. It adds tangibility to the presence of those spirits. And, uh, and, and as we've said over and over, Sir Michael Caine is really what carries that film. His emotional journey uh, is, is not just witnessed, but felt as he goes from stage to stage and his, his performance is so nuanced and just so brilliantly perfect. So I think, I think between the tangible aspects of his performance and the tangible aspects of the Muppets, I think that's what makes this version of Christmas Carol so beloved, endearing and effective. I also really enjoyed the, the, the songs that they added in there, that Marley and Marley song. Every time I hear that it's in my head for days. It's in my um, head right now. Yeah, so I think those are some of the other things is they came up with some really catchy tunes that aren't in the original film uh, or yeah, the original film from years ago and they're, they're not in the book. And so I think those are the other things that really kind of connect us and catch our attention. Um, nothing against the new Spirited uh, with Ryan Reynolds and, and Will Ferrell because, I mean, that one is a musical as well. It, it has its moments, but there's just something magical like this. I mean, I remember being younger and seeing Scrooge with mm-hmm. uh, Bill Murray. Yep. And I was just like, what in the world is this? This is like <laughs> creepy and crazy. I love Scrooge. I, really I mean, as, as an adult, it. I love it. I love but it. But as a kid, it was terrifying and creepy. Oh, yeah. I love it. But it's the same story yes, with it Muppets. Is. And there's just some amazing joy especially you know like at the end of the movie where scrooge throws open the windows and there's the little bunny down there and he's like go fetch me the biggest turkey ever and he's like all right and he takes off it's like there's no way that little bunny's carrying that turkey but somehow i know he's gonna do it (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I disagree with you about the music. Uh, they were trying really hard with a Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, a lot of times they do have some good music in these Muppet movies. But for me, I just found them to be saccharine and flat. Hmm, I did not like the music in this one. But, uh, but also on the other comment, Daniel, I was comparing this to Scrooge. I, I a little love in your love heart, Bi- Matthew. I know. Oh man, I love Bill Murray in Scrooged, mm-hmm. uh, and and all the Murray brothers because they all make an appearance. In yeah, this. Uh, it was it was, I even Bobcat Goldthwait was less annoying than normal. Oh, uh, I know. In, it's in amazing. Fantastic. It's like Scrooged. that's a Christmas miracle for real. Like, <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. actually we did see Scrooge in theaters when we were mm-hmm. younger. Uh, I did see that one, and um, and I've seen Spirited. You brought that one up, Willow, and I'll be honest with you. Like the first first, I don't know, five ten minutes, I was like, oh, is this what we're doing? Are we doing a musical now with Will Ferrell? Yeah. And okay, I guess. But you yeah. know what? After after about the first ten minutes, all of a sudden it really grew on me, and I really liked it. And mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's kind of an interesting sort of extension, almost a sequel a spiritual sequel to A Christmas Carol. Um, and then uh, I, I I don't know if this is the right time for this topic, but, you know, they, they've done versions of this film over and over and over again in various incarnations. You'll have Christmas specials, you know, for The Simpsons or uh, or just like made for tea. Like you'll take some show that has nothing to do with A Christmas Carol and they'll, they'll make a Christmas Carol episode or some lampoon of it. There was FX put out a version of A Christmas Carol. I think it was last year or the year before. It's called A Christmas Carol. It stars Guy uh, Guy Pierce. Uh, it is huh. extremely dark for language. Alo- for language alone, it is rated R. Um, but like, it is, I think, one of my all-time favorite interpretations. It actually has supreme gravitas, but it is dark. It yeah, it is dark. But it's still the same story. Uh, so be prepared for that. But it is exceptional a christmas carol by effects you can see it on hulu um but yeah i not not to derail too far i was just kind of curious if you guys had any other thoughts on um renditions of a christmas carol that you liked so i want to jump in because i i like i kind of have collected these i remember seeing i mean i don't know what it is i really love this story i guess that's the bottom line but um, do you remember the one with Jim Carrey, the kind of CGI one? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have that, that one. came out a couple. Yeah. So that one came out a couple of years. That was a really interesting version. I love, of course, Muppet Christmas Carol. I really, I really, really love it. I'm going to tell you in a second why. But Scrooge is like seriously one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I just love it. I think it's great. I think that the reason why this story connects with me is because it is the perfect combination of horror Mm. and uh and and feel uh, and comedy right like it really is a perfect combination if it's done right because because the christmas carol is at its core a ghost story it is mm-hmm. supposed to be terrifying there's you are supposed to be terrified in the actual text one of the most terrifying um one of the most terrifying scenes is one that you don't often see represented in movie. And it's where Scrooge ends up on a street and he sees these two children. Mm. And there, one of them is um, ratty and angry. It's he's it's almost feral. Um, and and then the other one is emaciated and looks like she's about to to starve to death. And then, um, you know, I don't know. I can't even remember if there's any Scrooge movies that even show these two characters. But um, but uh, the but the but Scrooge turns the ghost of Christmas Resonance like, oh, my gosh, these children, they're like dying. Is someone going to do something about them? And the ghost turns to Scrooge and he says he throws his own words back in his face. And he's like, well, we'll just put him in the prisons. That should that should keep him safe, don't you think? Because that's what he wants. You know, we that's have we have said. we have poor houses, don't we? I mean, we've got prisons, don't we? That that should take care of these kids. And Scrooge is like, no, these kids need more than that. And so it's it's just a really cool. It's really cool. So I I think that it's a fantastic story, just because it really is a terrifying story. It's a story about humanity. It's a story about what happens yeah. when we lose our humanity, and um and really how terrible the world can actually be if we choose not to engage 
with with compassion and love with those around us. And um, and that's a really, really strong story. It's a really important story. But also it can be too dark if you don't have something to lighten it. I think that's why the Muppet Christmas Carol really endures, because you still have that kind of strong darkness that's there. The death stills there. It's always there. Death is always there at the end. But you also have rats, you know, doing the hula. I mean, like, <laughs> you got a little bit of both. That's right. And, you know, you asked earlier, what is it about this story that we love so much? And you touched on it just now for yourself. Uh, you know, once upon a time way back, uh, I think it's over 20 years now, uh, there was a guy that I was talking to. He used to be a writer for the local newspaper in the city where we were living. And he said, you know, when someone meets another person who's really mean around Christmas time, they call them a Grinch or they call them a Scrooge. And he goes, I don't think that's fair because both of those characters uh, find redemption, right? Like both those characters change and become someone good. He said, if you really want to burn someone to the ground around Christmas time, you call them a potter in reference to the guy who uh, owns the bank in uh, a wonderful life. A, it's, it's a wonderful, a wonderful life. life. It, yeah. it, he's like, he was selfish. He was stingy and he never changed. He was always that way. So if you really want to bring someone, call him a potter. And I thought about that. And, and it's definitely like it's resonated with me for the last 20 years because anytime the, a Christmas carol comes up, uh, then or, or the Grinch even, it, it's this idea of like, yes, this this person exhibits the worst, some of the worst aspects of humanity only to then later find his humanity and then he's redeemed. And I think that's what makes us love this story. I agree with you. The horror aspect definitely resonates with me. But the idea of redemption, that thing that we keep coming back to as we talk about these sorts of stories on DCR, uh, redemption is what makes us love this story. Because if we can redeem Scrooge, then we can be redeemed too. So, so I mean, the word Scrooge is exactly it. I mean, technically, the person that finds redemption is Ebenezer. You know, his last name just happens to be Scrooge. A right, Scrooge right. is exactly what they are calling him. And a Grinch is exactly that. Uh, even the Grinch has a real name, but I can't I can't remember what it is. But um, kind of going back, another one of my favorite Chris, uh, versions of the uh, Christmas Carol, uh, besides this one, is a Black Adder's Christmas Carol <gasps> uh, with Rowan Atkinson. The Good one where he call. goes back in time. But the, this yeah. one is different. It's they the time travel one. This is where a really good guy turns into a miser. Turns turns embittered. Yeah. So and and of course, Rowan Atkinson is a genius and and amazing. So um, that one is a really great one and a fun one. So if you haven't seen it, I would suggest oh, Black that. Adder's Christmas. I'm going to look that one up. Speaking yeah, so that was a... I I thought that that was the one where he like travels through time. Isn't is that the one? Yeah. He travels like into he travels back in time and then travels forward in time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's such an interesting <laughs> special. That's like the very last black adder that was ever done. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of It's a Wonderful Life, which is like my favorite Christmas movie ever, uh that Potter who's not a wizard is Henry Potter. <laughs> yes. uh, and played by Lionel Barrymore, who is the brother of Drew Barrymore's grandfather. Oh. But maybe But maybe he is related to Harry and he just didn't get the magical gift. That's why he's so And broken. that's why he's so bitter today. Yeah. Oh no, he's absolutely a wizard. He makes people's hope disappear. Oh. That makes him a dementor. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> but I mean some of the, the really great elements of the story and the way it's done is I think even the casting of the Muppets in the characters they are were fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, Robin as little Timmy, uh, you know, Kermit oh, that as was cute. the dad. That was cute. Um, it still throws me off that a, a pig and a frog are in a love relationship and you have little frogs and little pigs, but Hey, we'll ignore that. But you know, um, y- you have Fozzie, in there you have all the characters cast in these like statler and waldorf statler and waldorf is the marlins yes 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 but more importantly i really liked how they took gonzo kind of out of the story and they kind of did this with treasure island too where they're sort of he's sort of part of the story but he's not but he's kind of the one that's giving us dickens prose yeah he's the reliable narrator yeah he's moving through this but he also has this sidekick Rizzo that is 
I mean, this is where I fell in love with Rizzo the Rat. Before, it was just like, who cares? The, the rat characters are just annoying. But this is kind of, at least in my mind, where Rizzo kind of showed up and made an appearance of like, hey, I'm an independent Muppet. I'm not with the bunch, the rest of the rats. And he was entertaining and silly and goofy. Yeah, that's actually a very good call out because I, I agree with you. I think this gave this particular release uh, gave Rizzo dimension that he didn't have before. And it, and it made a much bolder friendship between Gonzo and Rizzo. Gonzo, as you're watching the opening credits, it actually says, and Gonzo as Charles Dickens. And it's yeah. kind of funny because he gives the pros and, and the voice actor who did that was brilliant. Like his mm -hmm. delivery is so apropos to the section he's reading, right? Um, like great, great job there. It might have been Brian Hansen, I'm not sure. Brian Hansen, I mean, but um uh but then you have Rizzo there and these two like Rizzo doesn't call him Charles, doesn't call him Dickens. He calls him mm -hmm. Gonzo, right? Yeah. Hey Gonzo, right? And just like all the time. Uh but you you have these characters that are flipping back and forth between Muppetry and Dickens, Dickensian prose, right? And they and it it all of it feels right. It's kind of funny, no pun. It, it's kind of funny how that worked because it really could have cheapened or undercut the film in its gravitas, but it didn't. It it, it did add it added levity without sacrificing gravitas. Yeah. And I think that that I think that that is the fine line. Anytime you have a Muppet movie is um how do we make this movie like land emotionally without being so silly that it's stupid yeah. because I real like, I really think that that's what the Muppets do so well is mm -hmm. they have emotional cores to, they have real through lines and you see progress and even the relationship between Rizzo and Gonzo, which actually comes back in treasure Island. And we see that relationship come back in um, Muppets in space. We see it come back. Like, they actually have a, a like kind of a relationship that transitions. It's so cool to see the Muppets kind of move forward. They're not always a really super static, uh, super static. But anyway, it's just really cool um, when you have um, when you have a piece of of literature that has been um, that's been treated with this, with respect, but also you find these moments. That have that that never take away from the actual meat of the story. That's what's so cool. They never take away from the meat of the story. Yeah, yeah. Can can we talk about the uh, Christmas ghosts for a minute? Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, so we got the in addition to uh, Jacob and his invented brother Robert Marley. Yeah, the Marley uh, Stadler Marley, and Waldorf. Marley. Uh, yeah. But then you had the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And when the ghosts of Christmas past showed up, that ha that has got to be one of the creepiest ghosts I have ever seen. Uncanny Valley time. Oh, so, my I think word. she's so pretty. I so there's something pretty really ghost. interesting about that particular ghost is that ghost was underwater. So when yeah. they... That's the, what I the thought. Sequence, That's yeah. why it's all diaphanous and flowing yeah. when it moves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was having that was same thought today. It was all filmed with that Muppet underwater. That's why it wow. looks the way it is. I was wondering how they got Fantastic. that amazing effect. But the face of a, of a little girl and the voice of a little girl deep into the uncanny valley of that's right. not right. Well, it's the, it was the, the face and the eyes make yeah. it difficult to accept. But you know what? Again, the whole the, the thing I said earlier about Muppets can do and be what humans can't. And it's kind of awesome that the ghost of Christmas past, like all three spirits are humanoid, but not human, right? Yeah. And even the ghost of Christmas past, though gentle and, and almost like a living metaphor in many ways, uh, is not human. It's actually very off-putting. So could you imagine being a Dickensian old man who didn't have the benefit of cinema like we do, who have seen various special effects and things. Could you imagine being that Dickensian man or that Dickensian person and you see something like that? And I mean, that is, 
it's kind it is horrifying and there there's trust that has to be built between those two characters right but i kind of love that she's off-putting i remember seeing that and thinking the same thing like this is off-putting but <laughs> but but that's that's the point if it were just some like little girl in a red coat all a schindler's list holding his hand and just walking him through the tragedy of his past i don't think it would have the same effect as this diaphanous yeah. floating entity that's not quite human that that is notably inhuman yeah yeah, and then the Ghost of Christmas Present. I he was my favorite. I <laughs> oh, love yeah. He was funny, and I love that he aged yes. quickly throughout because the present moves because the forward. present passes. Yeah, yeah. And I I loved that Muppet most of all. Uh, and then the Ghost of Christmas Future is supposed to be the scary Grim Reaper one, uh, but the the one the Ghost of Christmas Past scared me more than him. Um, <laughs> but the Ghost of Christmas Future kind of gave me a little uh, echoes of the one from Scrooged. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. That heavy, solid cloak. Like we read in The Wheel of Time how the Mirdral, the Halfmen, have these cloaks that don't shift in the wind. That's kind of these guys, too. Well, I really wanted to see that in the TV series. I was so disappointed. Yeah, another thing. I mean, not only that, um, in Spirited, I think they even borrowed that in Spirited because the Ghost of Christmas Future looks very similar to this one from Christmas. Yeah. uh, Christmas well, Carol with the Muppets. And that's how it's depicted in the, in, the, yeah. in almost every version, because that's how Dickens described it, right? I mean, like, basically, yeah. the Ghost of Christmas Future looks like the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's just their interpretation of what the Grim Reaper is. But remember in Scrooge, when Bill Murray is like, oh, whatever, it's like three people in a trench coat, and he opens it up, and there's like all those screaming faces, and he yeah. closes it. That yeah. might be the best version of the Christmas, <laughs> the Ghost of Christmas Future <laughs> that I've ever seen, because it's like, yes, every he's wearing that cloak because everything that he is and has to show you is horrifying so (laughs) yes yeah i i honestly man i hate to bounce back and forth between all of the screwed versions but or like the 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 christmas girl versions but i think that when it comes to sheer terrifyingness i think scrooge wins every time (laughs) yeah i mean because that scene where he is burning in the end yes he's like in the I, I just love it i love it where at the very end of the show he's like if you don't you're gonna burn i i can verify that you don't want to do that <laughs> like it's i just i just love it it's such a great line carol kane was frightening in that as the goat is the ball buster oh, christmas fairy. yeah yeah she's so cool <laughs> okay so can i'm so i'm actually looking up trivia from this movie and some of these things i i a lot of these things i didn't know but one of these things i did know which is that there was an extra song originally mm-hmm. now i yes. remember this song because and it was taken I, out yeah yeah so i remember this song because when i saw it the song was in it and then when I saw it again on what Disney Plus, maybe uh, yeah, there are different formats where they had they they removed it. Yeah, it yeah. was gone, and so I was just trying to figure out what happened. It looks is that the love song when he... yeah, yeah when called, love is gone when love is yep. gone, and and so because I showed it to my kids and I'm like, oh, this next song is so stupid, and then the, the song didn't show up, and I was like, wait, am is this a Mandela effect? Is my am I remembering it, no, 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 it is, a different is absolutely reality? Real. Yeah. yeah. And so, and they usually have it as like a bonus feature on Disney Plus or on some of the discs that are out there. I think I, oh. I think the Blu-ray I have has so, the additional so, song. So what happened is they it, it didn't test well with the kids. Yeah. So it was removed. So some some versions out there do have it still. Um, and then, you know, uh, they, they wanted to add it back in, but they lost the the film the the footage and the original no music i don't believe it. it i don't well, believe I, it i i am reading the article yeah they had uh, to relocate the negatives and everything and brian kept they lost everything and brian kept asking about it they just recently found it and it will be brought back and put back on disney plus with that song mm-hmm. uh added back into uh, supposed to be this year Christmas. yeah huh. yeah it probably well. would be next year but yeah it is coming back that's uh, crazy. Because so many people are like, this song was a part of it. What the heck? Yeah. Bring yeah. It so it just, because if it's gone, I guess the reaction of the song, it, it doesn't make any sense because the song's a big deal. Yeah. It's, I think, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's the only song that she has, his his little girlfriend lady. Yep. So it's yeah. her only song. Yeah. And um, it was kind of a big deal. But it is anyway, kind of a big very deal. Weird. 
Very uh, weird. I, yeah. It is weird that it, it was removed, but I, I, I kind of get it at the same time because like, oh, hey, kids don't like it. Yeah. But, it's not fun. It's kind of yeah. a more of an adult song. But the other thing that I didn't realize after looking at this thing is that this was Jim Henson's. This Brian. was the first movie. Yeah, this is the first movie after Jim Henson died. This was the yeah. first movie that was released after he passed away, mm -hmm. um, which is so interesting. Did you see the? Did you see the the thing about the guy who took over the voice of Kermit? Mm -hmm. Like recently? Oh. No. Okay. So what happened? This is so interesting. What happened is Jim Henson passes away. They're planning mm -hmm. on doing this movie. Kermit. Uh, the, there's a man who is supposed to be taking over the role of um of of uh of kermit right of and kermit, he's yeah. super nervous about it i am trying to figure out it says his name is steve whitmore yep he was super nervous about it um and he the night before he recorded kermit's songs for this movie he had a dream about jim henson Oh, yeah, coming to him. And, him and, and in the dream, yeah. he said, Jim, I'm really nervous. I It's so scary for me to take over this character. It's such a big part of, you know, who we are as a people. And it's important to me. I do it right. And Jim Henson said, you're going to get over it. It's going to be OK. <laughs> <laughs> and he woke up. It. He woke up and then he he was he he was able to do the part. But I just think that's so interesting. I never knew that. What an interesting story. Yeah, and apparently this is uh, Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson's directorial debut. Yeah. Which Michael Caine didn't know until like halfway through the movie, and he was really impressed with how Brian Henson handled everything. That's Brian, so cool. Brian would go on to um, like foster his own creature shop, and they would do all yeah. the special, all mm -hmm. the practical effects for Farscape and a bunch of other things. I want to say that Brian Henson also took over the voice of Kermit at, at one point. He did. Um, the yeah. current, I'm, I'm going to be a little salty, the current kermit the guy who plays kermit now not not, not a real kermit yeah. um it's hard yeah it, it it is it is difficult because the whole the whole goal here is to make sure that the characters don't really change at their core right like they can evolve a little. in fact i don't know if you guys remember this but like about 10 years ago maybe less than that now uh i think it was cbs or abc tried to resurrect the muppets but as yep, as a that. like prime time sitcom kind of thing yep. all a all a modern family in the office and and they started it by announcing that kermit and miss piggy had filed Did for you? divorce yep and it uh, it well. utterly tanked it utterly yep. it was terrible i watched one episode horrible. and i was like this is a horrible show yeah. um and that's the problem you cannot mess with people's childhoods Michael mm -hmm. Bay and get away with it, right? <laughs> like you can't you can't do that because there's too high a price. You have to pay homage to people's childhoods. You can't you can't yeah. ruin it. You can't rip it apart. Uh and the same thing happens when we change performers for these beloved characters. They have to look and feel like what we remember as kids. And that's the hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's an interesting fact. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. So Michael Caine wasn't originally considered for the role. It was George Carlin. Oh, oh my! That's gosh. hilarious. Would that would have been, been a so very different. different story. <laughs> yes, it would have been. Um, Muppet Christmas. Let me tell you about R. the twelve words you can't say on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> the twelve swears of Christmas that George Carlin gave to me. Yep, yep. So, um, but eventually, it did go to Michael Caine. There was a couple other English actors that were considered, but yeah, it eventually went to him. So uh, that. That would have been a very different Muppet Christmas Carol, and I don't think we'd be talking about it right now. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, speaking of Christmas, I do not have a fondness for sporting goods as as gifts. Oh, I know, no, you I'm, I'm obviously not a, an athlete by any means, but, you know, for example, um, one year I got a boomerang, and I forgot how to use it, but eventually it came back to me. <laughs> Oh and there was another time when I got a baseball oh, and I was wondering why the baseball kept getting larger and larger. And then it hit me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to segue into this because we're talking sports. So why did the football coach go to the bank? Why did the football <laughs> coach go to the bank? Uh, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, but, uh, oh, I don't know. Time's up. To get his quarterback. 
quarterback. Oh my God. <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh my it. gosh, how did that's I miss it. that? How did I miss that? Oh. Okay. So what? One more. What's One the more. best thing about Switzerland? What is the? There's a best? lot of good reasons, but their flag is a plus. Yep, there it is. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Tag team effort on that one. <laughs> that was something special. That was that was special. <laughs> Daniel, so you're a good. And man. also, if you're Danish like Josh and me, that that works for Denmark as well. It does. It yeah. does. <laughs> you know, also works for Scotland. Well, no, mine's an X. Never mind. I'm just Xed out. Just X. <laughs> Um, no one likes her ex. It's okay. No. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we had talked about this just really briefly, but we are talking about like, there's been this kind of trend on social media um, for recasting movies as Muppet movies. And okay. so we had been talking about like how we would cast other really cool Christmas movies starring Muppets. I like it. So, I got a really good one. Okay. All right, so let's let's go with Daniel then. Die Hard. Die. Oh my hard. gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh my okay. gosh. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I love so it. now here are the rules of this little game. Okay. There are there's only one human. You can only there's have only one, one human. human in the cast. Mm-hmm. Everybody else must be a Muppet. Uh, to save time, we should probably only cast maybe the top five or six characters. <laughs> so, I mean, we just keep Bruce Willis as his character okay you know okay sam eagle as hans <laughs> sam oh. eagle oh. come on that's not that's sam playing eagle. against type sam eagle has to be the the police i feel chief. like i feel like gonzo would no. be a good hans gruber uh, you know, I, 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 I was, go the other way. I, was I would say that the, would be the the cop down. You know, Al. <laughs> yes, he'd be perfect for that. And I was thinking that the only human needs to be the villain, and we need to get a Muppet to be John oh. McClane. See, then that's got to be, be Gonzo as John McClane, and then we keep. Yeah, we cast Kermit's the obvious choice for John McClane. Really, I I, no. I, I, have... I can see Gonzo saying "Yippee ki yay, mother," mm, but not Kermit. <laughs> See, I, I think that I would prefer to keep Bruce Willis. I think I go with your original. I although Muppet Christmas Carol was kind of a uh the first time where we saw the main character as the human. Yeah. I, I, I know that that's kind of unusual. I still think that I, I think Bruce Willis is the person we need to keep. Okay. Well, okay, I, I can see Bruce Willis making a cameo, but with I don't think it's realistic to cast him as John McClane anymore. I don't. Okay. Um with his medical situation and everything, I don't, All I don't right, think then, it would work. No, 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 no. We don't have to it doesn't have to be now. We can go back in time. We can time. go back in time. <laughs> yeah, we can go back well, in time. I, I would have Kermit now be... I say we throw in Timothy Oliphant. As, as John McClane. Ooh, Timothy Oliphant is John McClane. And I, I think Kermit should be Mr. Nakatomi. Yeah, there we oh, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of he's, fun. He's the guy that's brave and courageous and holds off the terrorists until they plug him. Um, yeah. What about uh, what about <gasps> Pepe as as Hans Gruber? I was thinking, oh, I was thinking I, Pepe I, as Hans Pepe. or as, yeah, Pepe who's as Hans. The, who's the great. mad bomber? That would be Animal. No, no, no. There's there's a bomber oh, uh, the, the, Muppet. The, the mad bomber Muppet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy oh, with the, the big eyes. Yeah. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. The guy who's yeah. always like, mm-hmm. yeah, he could be one yeah. of the henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> I do like okay. that. I, okay. That's, go on. I think that's, I think that's good. Well, uh, well, can, can I throw out another suggestion? Yeah, do I it. think, I think Rolf should be Al, the police officer. Ooh, I think Rolf would make a good police officer. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And the, uh, the, you know, the, you know, the big crazy guy that Mc, John McClane fights and then eventually kind of strings up. Mm-hmm. That has to be animal. Uh, animal well, or Sweetums? I think animal. Sweetums. I was thinking Sweetums. I know, Sweetums but Animal would huge... be so much more fun. But nobody wants to see Animal die. He's well, such a lovable little see critter. That. We don't have to see that. He could just he could just be breathing going, locked in a room. <laughs> and then you see a, a woman walk by and he's like, Ugh, and then chase <laughs> the, <laughs> the woman will be played by Kate Upton. But, yeah. You know. Ooh. <laughs> You know, because that's what that's Kate, what Muppets do. Kate Upton yep. and her two co-stars. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, okay, Die Hard's okay. a tricky one, though. Die Hard yeah. is. Let's so let's the, do like the a villain. Really, the villain Christmas needs to be a, a new character that is fashioned after the Skeksis from Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, it's gonna oh, be somebody. Draco? 
There's no, they already have one. He's a dragon. It's it's like Draco or something like that. He and could be it. They did reuse the Skeksis scaffolding for uh, Farscape, by the way. So they could totally oh. do that for this movie as well. I think I think that if you're good, I think that uh, it's so hard for me to replace Alan Rickman. Oh yeah, I just, I just, oh. I just have. It's so hard for me to replace him. Period. Yeah. So I feel like that there could be a version where Alan Rickman is our human, and we can have Kermit be John McClane. I, I was thinking of, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Tom Hiddleston picking oh. up the mantle. Tom the Hiddleston. Uncle Deadly. Oh, that would be Bonds. so rad. Oh, yeah. Uncle yeah. Deadly's oh, a good one yeah. too. Yeah, there we go. That's I like a good that choice. One. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, a, I'm about that. Yeah, yeah. If, okay. if our villain's a Muppet, Uncle Deadly, I think is a good choice. Uncle Deadly's yeah. Okay, so I think we should do an actually Christmas Christmas movie because okay. Die Hard okay. is kind of on the fence, right? <laughs> not according so, to Bruce. Well, I guess if, Bruce Willis. No, Bruce Willis came out and said no, but I disagree yeah, with it's him. It's a Bruce Willis. Well, but is, <laughs> is, is it, what's his name movie. playing uh, okay. Run DMC Christmas and Hollis on the uh, okay. radio? Oh, that's awesome. So what if we we mix it up and say a Christmas story? Ooh, could oh. you recap? Okay, so then who would your human be? What role would your human be? I wouldn't say Ralphie. No, 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 it can't know. be Ralphie. I would say the dad. I was leaning toward the dad also. And the guy who plays Red Foreman on 70s show. Oh, yes. 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 That's probably low hanging fruit, yes. but I'm going to take it. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. So then you, I would have Scooter play uh, Ralphie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Skeeter. Scooter or Skeeter. Skeeter, who is the little one? Who, who well, no, no, because um, they're twins, no, no, well, male and female, aren't they? No, yeah. no, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Who's um, who's so, Kermit's? Who's Kermit's little Robin. cousin? That's Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's who we. Robin and the, could be the little brother. The little brother who the, like tips the, over the arms in the snow. Can't go down. Yeah. And the Santa Claus at the mall needs to be Doctor Teeth, and his elves oh, need yeah. to be the uh, oh, electric band. That's so yeah. fantastic. Oh, you I can love have. It. All, Everyone from the Electric Band could be the elves. That's on what top he was saying. Yeah, Electric yeah. Mayhem. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So, so then, if Red is playing the father, does uh, who plays the mother? Is that going to be Miss Piggy? I think yeah. it has to be. Yeah, I think it has. Because uh, she always has to play like a major female role, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who no, else. no. Miss Piggy could be the teacher. The teacher. No, she would oh, never oh, take yeah. that part. She would never take that part. She Ever. would never take that. She would part. Ne- okay. she, no. She would. Ne- she would refuse that part. Ralph. Ralph could be the teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Miss Piggy's gonna be a hard one because I don't see Miss Piggy because no. she's always Kermit's love interest. Yeah. I know, but the the truth is, is that uh, yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. Can you have a Muppet movie without Kermit and Miss Piggy? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know. I think that I'm my I'm leaning towards having. No major human characters, oh, unless it's like his boss. Maybe his boss could be the human character. I don't boss. know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky when I. Tricky I mean, one. I could see a version of this where you have Muppets in all the major roles, but you, but but it one could. of the joys of the Muppet films is that you end up with famous people doing cameos, right? Right. And so cameos, like, wouldn't it be great to get the original actor who played Scott Farkas? Uh, to like come back and do a cameo, like maybe a Scott Farkas's dad. Oh yeah, that'd well, be I mean, cool. So the, the the original kid that played Scott came back in the, the sequel. Did they just release? It I've been HBO? meaning to watch. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to see it. I want to see it. That's uh, not actually. That I don't know. Any. This might not be really well possible. I mean, this is probably going to be a harder one. Um, I mean, maybe we jump ship to a better movie like I, i've got a i've Wait. got a ta- i've got a tangent before you do that go, go ahead, ahead. Hello. no no you do go go speaking of a christmas story so one of the things that i do is uh i like there's this there's this play they do every christmas uh about the birth of christ it's called savior of the world they do it downtown salt lake city and it's 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 a, a reenactment dramatization of the story of the birth of jesus christ right mm-hmm. the um and so before the shows, sometimes the actors get to walk among the audience and interact with them a little bit before we get going. So one time I'm there and I go up to this family and I want to engage this teenager and he's kind of being shy and stuff. I said, hey, dude, so what's your favorite part of the Christmas story? Referring to the story of Christmas, right? <laughs> he looks at me straight in the eye. He goes, I don't know. I guess it's the part where they keep telling that kid he's going to shoot his eye out. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm wearing shepherd's robes. I've got a beard down to my chest. And he's thinking, 
Ralphie. You'll shoot your eye out. You want to know I love that kid just for that. <laughs> I His mother reaches over and whacks him on the shoulder. Not that story. Uh, especially because we all know that every boy's favorite scene is the leg lamp. Let's just be oh, honest. Yeah. The glow of electric sex. I don't think that's just boys. Anybody who has an appreciation for legs likes the leg lamp. Must be Italian. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. That reminds me. You can actually purchase a leg lamp where it is 3PO's leg with an R2 dome for the the, the lampshade. I want it so badly. Yeah. (laughs) So, honestly, I think that is one of the greatest scenes, you know. And then, of course, you know, when the mom is filling the water can and she just happens to wander in and then you hear the shattering of stuff, the dad yes. is pounding away at the furnace and somehow he hears that and storms up. What? What happened? <laughs> my, my special award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, All right. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. Recasting a Christmas story would be tricky. Um, I know we said Robin for a Ralphie, but what would you think about like, Gonzo for Ralphie, and then his friends are Rizzo, Pepe, and then we could even throw Robin in there in the friend group because he has three friends. I, I think that that would be great, and then we just turn <clears throat> we turn the dad into Kermit, and then we have Piggy be the mom, and then we <laughs> okay. just and then we so, just like yeah, oh, yeah, and then we fill it with okay. So okay, we got Pepe and Rizzo. Which one is the one that sticks the tongue to the flagpole? Absolutely, Rizzo. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, that's, Rizzo. That's true. That's correct. I know. I know. I know. This is a name from Sandlot, but I always think of that kid as Squints Palidorus, and he's yeah. absolutely going to get his tongue stuck to the pole. <laughs> All right. All right. That would be another great movie to have done is with Muppets. Yeah, Sandlot. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I would. I would absolutely look to recast Sandlot, but um, but I think that Benny the Jet Rodriguez would have to be the human. Yeah. Okay, I know that Daniel wants to do Elf, but I really want to do Home Alone. Go ahead. I was no, wondering about Home Alone. Home Alone. That would be a good one. Yeah, because that than Elf. Yeah, I love Home Alone. So I think that um, that there are some things that are obvious. I think that uh, the McAllisters can be Piggy. She will love this role. Oh, it's absolutely. a massive. It's a massive absolutely. role for her. She loves it. Lots of range for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the John Candy. Uh, that that character I think would well, be a John great Candy's, Fozzie. John Candy's not in Home Alone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. What is he's in the polka band he's that brings her band. back yeah. to Chicago. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're right. He makes a cameo as the mm-hmm. leader of the polka band and drives her yeah. back. You're right. right. Yep. I think that would be a great role for Fozzie. I think he would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that what we want to do is bring Macaulay Culkin back as an adult. Yes. I honestly think... That's I one think of the wet bandits. You, you, no, no, no! You need to you need to bring Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern back as those guys. I'm well, sorry. They need to make a, a cameo appearance, but neither both of them are looking like grandfatherhood has yeah. really settled no, no, in no. hard. Yeah, the Wet Bandits need to be Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I was thinking. Yeah, like old Statler oh. Waldorf. <laughs> they finally get their time in the sun. I feel like they're always side characters, and they never get a really then good who, part. Who is Uncle Frank then? The Swedish Chef. okay if we do if if this is done there is one thing that has to remain the same okay and that is the film that they made within the film that doesn't exist yes yes angels with filthy souls yes except christmas you filthy animal except it will star Michael Caine. <gasps> <laughs> and so it comes around. I like that idea. I also would have accepted Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. You know, but, I love him so much. Oh, I feel like he is uh, he's at the point where he's probably ready to retire. I think he's just about done. I don't I think, know. Yeah. What, if, what if we what if you did like uh, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman in the Hugh Jackman? What is a huge Ackman? <laughs> What's a huge Ackman? <laughs> it's bigger than larger than a normal Ackman. Um, Much bigger than a little. You know who gets to be Kevin McAllister? You know who we need for Kevin McAllister? Huh? Animal. Animal for Kevin? No. no. Oh, no. come on. He no. will rip Pepe. those thieves apart. Bring back 
bring back Macaulay Culkin as an adult. Do <laughs> and, it. But he's already done so that. Is Home Alone Seven or something. There he was did a that commercial. for the Google commercial. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Well, well, what that tells us is that he's ready. He's, he's ready. reviewed he's the material. Pre- he's he's good to go. It's been done you know. already. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see Pepe doing it. Yeah. Because he's got the face when he's like, no, no, get the get the new Muppet, the one from the Muppet movies, the new one who's like the human-looking oh, yeah. Muppet. The get, new, get him to do it from yeah. from, from the newest Walter? Muppet movie. Okay, he could be yeah Walter, Walter. right? He, he could the, be Kevin McAllister. Am I a Muppet or am I a man? Except for the only creepy thing is his 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 human version of himself is Sheldon Cooper. Well, yeah, but <laughs> also okay. <laughs> he'll just he'll he'll take out the wet bandits with science. Um, yeah, he'll blind right. them. I mean, science. yeah, we could do that. We could do that. But then his 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 parents are a frog and a um pig. Hey, yeah, there's, there's, there's no questions. biology in puppetry. Okay. So who is Buzz? Land. Who is Buzz? Oh, Buzz, Buzz. Oh, that's a would good that one. be animal? Uh yes, I could I could see animal as Buzz. Uh, okay. He has to be the he has to be the bully older brother. I could also let's see. Um, no, he's got to be. He's got to be stupid. What, what about the comedian with the fish, the the clown with the fish? Yep, yep. The he Swedish fish, not the <laughs> Swedish fish. Just uh. he's he's always walking. He looks like a jester almost, and like what a about rip- what about one of the pigs in space? Couldn't we do that? <laughs> oh yeah, my god, that be good. Yeah, well, that could be Uncle Frank. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. Just get all the pigs in space back for Uncle Frank, for his wife, and their dumb kids. So then, should the Swedish chef be the person at the airport who can't help her get a rental car or a flight? Uh, yes. Yeah. yes. Ali or Beaker, or Beaker, or Beaker, or Beaker. Okay. So who else? Who plays Fuller? The one that always wets the bed. The one that oh, yeah, which is actually Macaulay Culkin's real life younger brother. Yeah. Um, really? Uh, that's yeah. Robin. Is that Kiernan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Kiernan. Yeah. Kiernan Colkin. Uh, those are yeah. all, those Robin. Are all good. I vote for Robin as the one who wets okay. the bed. Yeah. That okay. would be such a that'd be such a fun one, I think. Oh my gosh. So would the human be the old man that lives next door? Oh. No. That's Uncle a, Uncle Deadly. Uncle Deadly no, would be the uh, man next door. I actually love. I like the idea of that old guy next door being the the one human. That's actually pretty. That's pretty cool. I okay, like which that. human would you go with? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I nominate Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is a grumpy, grumpy old man now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or we go back to Red. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I see. I think we need to pull somebody in from an uh, from an adjacent Christmas movie. Someone who's obviously Christmas, older. An obviously Christmas person, maybe Bobcat Goldthwait. Maybe Bobcat Goldthwait. Maybe Bruce Willis. <laughs> maybe Bruce Willis. <laughs> All right, Bill Murray. Uh, one, Bill Murray. <laughs> one more movie. Okay. How one. about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh man. Oh man. Who, who do you Chevy Chase? Um, oh no. How do you? How do you? That would be Chevy Kermit. Chase. No. Okay. No. No. So we've got to cast that, that character has to be a human. Yeah. We can recast him, but that must be a, a human. Okay. So we need Clark and Ellen Griswold. We need their kids Audrey and Rusty, and we need cousin Eddie at a minimum. Oh, uh, absolutely. John Krasinski what? and the gal who plays Pam from The Office. So, ah! well, John Hamm Fisher. Just did- John Han just played Fletch. Yeah, in yeah, he the did. Fletch movie. So he crossed why couldn't he pull off? Why couldn't he pull well, off? Uh, because Clark I, I mean, I like John Ham. I really do. But I have a hard time seeing him in like no. intense slapstick comedy kind of situations, yeah. right? All right. And I think he has a he has a like an actor face. That's kind of what bothers me about him. Is He's too he good has. Looking. Yeah, he has an actor face, and I think Chevy Chase works because he looks like a person, which is not bad, Chevy Chase, if you're listening. <laughs> we love you. You're beautiful. It's you just look that, normal, kid. Uh, you're like a regular person that doesn't need to have their face chiseled. So somebody funny. Oh. Uh, but funny Kermit and Piggy would, would work for that as well. They could be funny because they could see What, what about T.J. Miller? I hate oh, T.J. Miller. Funny. I love T.J. Miller. Oh, he ruins that'd be, movie that movie would be so foul. Yes. <laughs> what if we just totally mixed it up and went with like Donald Glover? Ooh, Donald Glover wow. is funny. I love that idea. That's a really cool idea. 
That's exciting. Yeah, that's an exciting idea. Okay, so then would his wife be human? I I can assume that she would. I kind of want I kind of yeah. want them to be human. You know, they yeah. can have Muppet kids, whatever. But I want yeah. them to be uh -huh. human. Okay, Rusty I, is, is is a Muppet. <laughs> someone who's just so. What about Zendaya as his wife? Is she too young? Probably. If you went with Donald um, Glover, that could work. No, no, it'd still work. Rusty is Scooter. Yeah, that I thought Rusty work. was Rizzo. <laughs> Oh, I love. I've got a soft place in my heart for Scooter. He's Scooter's he's great. Good. He's dependable. He's solid. What I I think, um, cousin Eddie has to be Fozzie, right? Like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. Isn't or or Isn't Uncle that... Teeth, or I'm sorry, Uncle uh, Doctor Teeth, Doctor Teeth. Mm -hmm. Oh, think... that would be cool. Oh man, yeah, I think that that would be super cool. Get and then have the, the wife and have his wife be um. The long-haired, yeah, the long-haired blonde backup singer, yeah, yeah, whatever, and have them be riding melody. around in their in their crappy van that's like totally smoked out. <laughs> yes, very, very much. And their dog can be um the Rolf. yeah Rolf exactly. <laughs> I mean, works out. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a perfect casting. Job. Well, I I love that we've had this conversation because I do love Muppet <laughs> movies, despite my daughter's you know hatred for Muppets. I, I've always loved Muppets ever since I was a kid. I think that's true of all four of us. And uh, they just bring a certain level of magic, not just nostalgia, but actual magic to life yeah. every time they do something new. And I, and I just absolutely adore it. So, yeah, I know we're running out of time. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? Pepe the King Prawn. All right. Legitimately hilarious, newer to the fold, brings a little bit of spice and pizzazz to everything. Uh, also, I will never, ever forget the gift he gave us when he said, you do, you tell him and I will smack you. I will smack you like a bad, bad donkey. OK. <laughs> and like I found out I found out he was modeled after the voice actors, very like Spanish aunt and aunt from Spain. Um, awesome. He modeled him after her. And I was like, this is brilliant. And we need to have this forever. Yes, I do love Pepe. What about your favorite Muppet, Daniel? Oh, I was going to wait for everyone else. Oh, Willow, go. Oh, man. Oh, blah. The my Count. Fav my favorite is, I mean, I, I you took mine. My favorite well, is you Pepe. Could, you I, could have the same one. <laughs> that's my, He's my favorite. He's hilarious. Uh, he's yeah, like Muppets in Space. Girl. Muppets in Space is incredible. And yes, uh, is. I love the fact that when no one is watching him, he dances ballet. Yeah. And that's fine. Oh yes, and he's I good at it. am very pro ballet. Yeah, it, it, he thought he was invisible, but who cares? We got to see it. Yeah, I love. I love Pepe. Matthew, who's your favorite Muppet? Scooter. I, I I really like Scooter because he's behind the scenes. He keeps he runs the show, gets things going, and he makes Kermit look good and helps everybody out. He's he's the unsung hero of the Muppet Show, in my opinion. That's true. Hmm. All right, my favorite has and always will be Animal. You just gotta <laughs> love that guy. Well done, well done. Yes, it, yeah. You just can't go wrong, even when he sings Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yes, I Animal. Oh, you know what? I just I was watching the Game Awards for this year, and Animal mm -hmm. was a special guest, and they had like a whole thing where Jeff Keighley, the host, is talking to Animal, and Animal gets up there and he plays drums on the stage. So yeah, uh, Animal Animal is an icon. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So any closing thoughts with Muppets Christmas Carol before we take off? You know, I, I was thinking earlier, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if they like did it again, like like rebooted it with modern actors and you know and the answer is no no it would not be cool um <laughs> like i was thinking about it and i i was like at first i was for it especially with someone like tom hiddleston or hugh jackman as scrooge or something like that but no oh no you know what yes. it, it is in its perfect state and it shouldn't be messed with muppet christmas carol can be remastered all they want please don't add anything new george lucas uh <laughs> i just you can remaster it you can make it pretty again but don't change it let this thing be the beautiful cre creature and creation that it is. Yeah. And uh, from what I just read, it looks like that found, that lost footage, the lost negatives, they still are lost. Um, they, they were never retrieved, but they No, in IMDb, it said they found them. Yeah. No, so, no, they never found the negatives. 
but they did find the color corrections, I guess. So they found a different set of footage that weren't the original negatives, but mm. they were close enough that they were able to put those scenes in and they are available now on the Disney Plus version for the 30th anniversary. So the okay. full movie in its entirety is available right now from what I can see. Nice. Wow. wow. Okay. All right. Well, folks, uh, this has been a interesting ride. We started off with Muppets Christmas Carol, talked about other Christmas Carol versions, ended up with recasting other Christmas stories. But ultimately, the best part about this is we had fun. We enjoyed this movie. We hope you enjoy it as well. And if you haven't seen it before, go out and uh, take a look on it. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's on Disney+. Plus. It'll be fun uh, to watch uh, this holiday season. And, you know, tune in because we have more fun stuff coming. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And always remember to let your geek flag fly. So say we all. Stay fresh, cheese bags. And have a merry, merry Christmas. And whether you love or hate the Muppets, please love the Muppets. Whether you love or hate the Muppets, always remember to be epic and don't suck. And have a very merry Christmas. Remember, the Force will be with you always.